Welcome to Through a Handler's Eyes. I'm Jo Hilda and I'll be interviewing assistance dog handlers Australia-wide. We won't be discussing legalities or training methods, just the journey of the human and their dog. Today I welcome assistance dog handler and Avery and her dog Magic and Avery is from New South Wales. How are you Avery? I'm good, how are you? Very good. Um, can you uh, tell me when you got your first assistance dog? So I got Magic when I was 13, just just shortly after I turned 13 or even before I turned 14, around then. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, what sort of what influenced you in making the decision to get an assistance dog to help you and obviously your your parents were probably involved in that decision at that age so just take us you don't have to tell us anything about your your disability but just take us through that process a little bit of how you decided to to go with the assistance dog yeah so it was um interesting process because we got magic initially as a family pet and she was only that for what two weeks before we kind of decided um but yeah we were talking to all these doctors and all these different things and so much stuff was happening and it was a really really horrific time kind of yeah um in my life that particular period of time was just not great and these people were just saying look maybe it might be better if you had like initially they said a hobby or a project and I said well that's not going to happen (laughs) you know yeah um and then I was talking to someone and they said hey um so what's going on in your life and I said oh I've just got a new puppy you know um and they basically said why don't you start training her and I said well what do you want me to train her for you know and they said well anything you can teach her tricks or you can, you know, and it never initially started as teaching her to become an assistance dog until it was brought up by a doctor specialist thing about when she was about six months old. Yeah. And then they said, oh, so why don't you try training her to do this or something? And then it was only after she had already learnt like three or four different tasks that I was like, oh, you guys are making this is oh and I kind of made that bit of a connection and then they were like congrats um enjoy yeah so yeah that's just how it started nothing exciting (laughs) no and obviously mum was on board with that mum was on and off board in terms of one moment she was like yes let's do it this is a really great idea and then the next moment it was like oh but do I want that visibility that yeah. something is wrong you know because you know when you have an assistance dog people are like "Ooh, what's wrong kind of thing yeah so yeah it was a bit on and off but now mum's all for it and it's really amazing we just had to keep working on it yeah I think it's a daily thing isn't it yeah absolutely um so tell me a bit about magic well magic's turning for next month my god my child's growing up um <laughs> she's turning four next month um miniature poodle she's a bit whack but that's all right um no she's really really intelligent um really 
a dog that you can literally just lay around with all day and she'd be fine with it. Or you can go for a run all day and she'd be fine with that as well. Yeah. Um, I think they're all a bit whack, otherwise they wouldn't be able to put up with us somehow. <laughs> yeah, literally. So how did you get her? So she was from a breeder in, oh gosh, Rutherford, I believe. Um, and we have so three poodles. In New South Wales as well? Yes, yes. Um, we have three poodles and she was the most expensive of all of them. And this one breeder was like, oh, you know, they're really great. They're really intelligent. And we were like, okay, <laughs> poodle's a poodle. Yeah. Um, but then when we brought her home, out of all three of them, she is definitely, she learns the quickest. She gets the most frustrated, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> um, generally, yeah, she's just really, really intelligent and, like, attentive. And and what give people a bit of a description of her because they can't see her. A description? Um, well, she's small. Um, she stands about thirty centimeters at the shoulder. She's completely black all over, which is like not rare, but difficult to find in a poodle older than like two ish. Yeah. Um. She's got these really beautiful beady round um, brown eyes. Yeah. Um, she looks a bit longer than she is tall, but other than that, <laughs> and a bit, like, bit lanky yeah. in the legs. Yeah. Oh, that's a poodle thing all over. Oh, it so is. <laughs> um, and you said you have other poodles. Is that one reason you chose that breed? Yeah, mum's just a poodle of... lover. Mum is oh. such a poodle lover, so she has a collection. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my type of woman. Um, <laughs> so tell us some things about your journey with magic and about about um, just your personal experiences. Uh, well, just I think, think, you know, what's the best thing about having an assistance dog? The best thing? Um there are a lot of really good things and even things that the majority of the assistance dog community would see as bad. Um, on some days I love it. Like the amount of people who will come up to us and talk to us and be genuinely interested. Some days, you know, some days we'll hate that, but then other days it just feels good, like a good social connection. And I don't know, that really improves a lot of things for me personally, maybe not for other people, but that, social kind of common connection with a lot of different people is is good it's good um the whole journey was um filled with a lot of denial and a lot of negativity in my opinion just because I always said there was a lot of self-doubt involved like Mm. there's a post literally from three years ago and I said to this group of assistance dog handlers this dog, Magic, will never be an assistance dog. She's too anxious. I don't know how to train it out of her. I'm not, you know, we never worked with a trainer because it's just just something that never came around, you know? Yeah. Um, and all these horrible things, like <laughs> she still has like two of those flaws today, but at the end of the day we just kept going. And I remember there was one point where I gave up on her. Yeah. Like one day we came back from a walk And I just said, I'm not doing it anymore. I can't do that anymore. She's got all these problems that I don't know how to fix. Um, 
And here we are three years later and she just had her first day or first week at school with me last week. So that was. That must have been exciting for you. Exciting, nerve wracking. I had to argue with, well, not argue, kind of argue. I had to challenge the Department of Education of New South Wales over it. Um, They had a lot of unlawful policies in place. They basically said, no, because your dog is not organisation trained. You are not over 18. It's just not happening. Yeah. Um, In New South Wales, the legal age that you can handle a dog in public is 16. And obviously we know under the Disability Discrimination Act, um, federal law, that they don't have to be trained by an organisation. Lisa from Assistance Paws. Yeah. uh, Association helping with uh, legal documents and things. Literally a lifesaver. That's how we really got through that. Um, Yeah. So you had that support and advocacy to help you along there. Yeah, absolutely. I think without... Lisa there and without the support of an association it just would be relatively impossible to work through that because there are certain things in there that I just didn't think about saying yeah and obviously Lisa would perk up and say hey remember this and I'm like oh <laughs> yeah no yeah, overall the, the school itself was so supportive and everyone at school loves her they know her name more than they know my name but <laughs> Yep. It was just the department we had to get past, really. Yes. Um, and sometimes, and I'm not being rude, but when you're younger, you don't have quite as much life experience yet. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, someone uh, like Lisa can help you because she's been through a lot of things prior, so she understands what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. that's another thing in our journey where it has constantly gone against us is my age, um, going from, what, 13, 14 to where I am now, 18 in a few months. It's, yeah, it's been difficult because a lot of people have kind of talked to other people around me before they've talked to me about it. So one of the main ones is we've been training or something in public and, I've had a friend with me and they say, oh, so so what's wrong with her or something? And I'm standing there like, excuse yeah. me, I'm over yeah. here. You know? I, I hear that a lot and I, I myself get, um, who are you training him for? Oh, we got that so many times. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> especially if you're having a good day, you know, they're like, oh, who, who are you training him for? No, he's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, is it a guide dog? Yes, my 6.5 kilo dog is guide dog. Yeah. Oh, I had a, I had a man watch me get out of the drop, pull into a car park, watch me get out of the driver's side, get the dog out and go, are you blind? Oh. And that's the God's honest truth. <laughs> Um, yeah, Not totally. Just drove my car in here. Yeah. What has the worst thing been for you uh, uh, through this? Uh, which aspect of it? From the time you got magic and you decided to go, your mum decided to go down this path, what has been the most difficult thing for you? I think it was a lot of um, self-denial and a lot of things for me that were very much like, okay, well, yeah, well, 
not to be specific, but it was just things like, oh, well, do you really need her? Or are you really going to train her very well? Or, you know, all these things kept piling up. And yeah, at the end of the day, I was just like, it was, it was draining. I think the process of getting an assistance dog, training an assistance dog shouldn't be a spur of the moment because, you know, you're going to have a lot of self-denial and a lot of different internal battles as well as physical, you know, your friends. And that was a difficult thing for me as well. Well, that was my next question. How did your (laughs) family react to, to you having magic with you? Well, I recall having, um, I went to go into my local shop and my sister who she doesn't live with us. We don't really talk to her. It's just, yeah, really awkward relationship there. Um, she pulled up at the shop and said, Oh, are you just taking the dog in? And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> she doesn't know about this yet. Mm. Um, so I turned magic to the point where I know I knew that she could see her vest. And um, she just said, oh, is that for grandpa? Now, mind you, grandpa was not there. My grandfather has multiple sclerosis. Um, And I was just like, nah, but um, I'm going to go now. And then she was, you know, doing the following thing where she was like, so what's wrong with you? And it was just a really, really horrible experience. And just, yeah, we haven't really talked to her about that at all since then. Yeah. Um, she hasn't asked. We haven't talked about it. So we're just like, nah, <laughs> don't go there, you know. Um, my parents, both incredibly accepting on and off with mum, but generally now she's really, really accepting, which is really, um, it's good. It, yeah, it's really good. Um, my grandparents, on the other hand, they're more like, so why do you need her? You're not blind. And I'm like, uh I think we've all heard that and you're just <laughs> a lot younger than the rest of us. You know, yeah. I think we've all heard that. What she's not, It's not like you need them. They're not a guide dog or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my grandma is slowly getting there, slowly learning, and my mum's doing a lot of explaining to my grandma. But, um, yeah, I mean, all along the way my mum said it's not really their decision you know it's my decision and I think you're fine so let's let's do it oh that's great it's great to have that support yeah it is it's really good I mean I know there are a lot of young teams out there um whose parents don't support them and they're kind of you know using the family pet kind of thing but um yeah the support behind you is definitely a necessity for any young team or any, well, not necessarily any team, but any young team, definitely. Yeah, I think at a younger age, like I said before, you don't have the life skills to be able to fall back on. You need someone to help you along the way a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, what about your friends? Oh, my friends. Um, so it, it kind of differs between my friends because... My partner, he is very, very accepting and he knows everything. He's a bit of an advocate for me. It's it's fantastic. Um, other friends who are, like, learning and they're really understanding, you know, they're the whole don't distract, I want to distract her but I'm not going to kind of thing, and mm. which is really good. But then there's the other friends who 
know they shouldn't and they do anyway, which is really frustrating for me. Um, and school is the worst place for it, really, yeah. because um, especially at lunchtime, because I usually take a vest off, let her run around. Um, uh, her, the last time we were at school, I left her vest on during lunch because I just wasn't, you know, wasn't feeling great. And people were still coming up and still rubbing on her ears. And I was just like, just go away, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really, I try not to be so rude about it. But then there are others. First day at school, literally she had been laying down for 10 minutes and someone came up and full on crawled under the table to pat her. Oh I was my like, goodness. what are you doing? So it really, it does vary. The majority are so supportive, which is really amazing. Others, not so much. Not so much, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, what bit of advice do you wish someone had given you right at the beginning when you started on this? Uh, In my specific situation, I would just say, please contact a trainer because I didn't and there are issues today with magic that I'm still working on and I'm still learning how to deal with because I didn't set the correct foundations. So number one, contact a trainer. Unless you, you know, unless your family or you're with an organisation or unless you have someone close to you who is a trainer who's giving you tips and mentoring you, please contact a trainer because even though you think you can do it, you're going to set the wrong foundation somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, don't give up because, I mean, look, I gave up on her three years ago and here we are. And yeah. it's something that has made my life a lot easier, a lot better. Just, yeah, it's really good. Okay, so what is the best thing about having an assistance dog? <laughs> the best thing mm. um there's a lot of even though as i said most of the assistant dog community will hate it i really love when people are genuinely curious not so in, not invasively curious but just you know what i mean in terms of yeah. that curiosity i like that it's it's an opportunity to educate it's an opportunity to get to know someone else it's really nice i like that um also the fact that I can literally go out and do things that I probably couldn't have done before. Um, for example, I do ventures, uh, which is scouts. Um, and I found it really difficult to kind of get started in that. It was just really nerve wracking. And yeah, a lot of it I really didn't enjoy because it was just really scary. And then I bought magic along one time and obviously with their permission and it just went it was an amazing night it went really well she teaches me my limits on things like hey don't run up that hill you're gonna have a heart attack don't do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah definitely she teaches me my limits where I wouldn't know them before um yeah I think it's really opened up a lot of opportunities, both social, socially, physically, emotionally, a lot of it. That's great. Now, does Magic have her own Facebook page? No, but she does have an Instagram page. Oh, very good. So if someone wanted to go and have a look, where would they look? Uh, So her tag currently is just assistance dog magic, all one word, 
Um, we do not post regularly currently, but, you know, we will. We will. We're getting there. Um, especially when school starts back and everything. It's the middle of the holidays right now. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a good place for me to keep watch on where we've been and how we're doing. Yeah. And also a place for other people to enjoy it as well. Yeah. And when you have those doubtful moments, you can look back and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we did that. that. Yeah. Yeah. My Rory has his own Facebook page. So for the same reason. Yeah. I might Um, open a Facebook page when, um, when her ownership is transferred to me in November. Um, but for now, just no, I'm sticking with Instagram for now. Very good. Okay. So thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I hope things just go from strength to strength for you and um, maybe in 12 or 18 months I might have you back and see where you're at then. How does that That would be awesome. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay. Um, Don't forget to join us next time and we'll speak to some more interesting people. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've got any questions or you would like to be a guest, email me at eyes at gmail.com. Bye.